Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. So we're going to be spending some time in the book of Exodus, and I want to reassure you that God's Word is the most powerful thing on the planet. God's Word created the universe, every star, every galaxy, the Milky Way, all right, Saturn and Venus. I want to let you know and reassure you that if you're hanging on to God's Word, you are, you are I pray it refreshes you, and it's a, it's a stronghold that you can hold on to for your life, amen? The Bible says that God's Word is powerful, all right, sharper than two, any two-edged sword. Let me, let me say sharper than any nuclear bomb. Come on, somebody, all right? Powerful, uh, even to join, uh, dividing the, the spirit and the soul, all right? So we're going to be spending some time in Exodus. I've been spending my devotional time here, and I have a word for you this morning. It says this, all right? It says, see, I'm sending an angel. And let me just stop right there. In the English, we don't see this very clearly, but see the word. It says, see, say, see. In the Hebrew, it's actually saying, look, Watch this. Come on, somebody. Look here. All right. I love in the message translation, it says, now get ready. Come on, say, can you repeat this after me? Say, now get ready. Let me tell you, God wants to do something in your life this morning, this year, this quarter. Come on, somebody. So the Bible is actually saying, see, watch, look out, get ready. All right. See, I'm sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Somebody say prepared. Pay attention to him and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion. Let me just do a little quick teaching moment right there. A rebellion is not like, oops, I'm sorry, God, all right? A rebellion is not, an act, it's not just a simple accident or a mistake. A rebellion is actual, actually a willful, knowing act of disobedience. I'm going to rebel. You know if some of you have some kids, they rebel up in your house sometimes, all right? Mommy, I know you said this, but I ain't going to do it anyway, all right? Sometimes they rebel, all right? They're testing in you. So God is saying this, uh, do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your uh, rebellion since my name, capital N, there is in him. Let's go on to the next screen. All right. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and I will oppose those who oppose you. My angel will go ahead of you. Somebody say ahead. Ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Los Angelesites, and all the ites, and the Jebusites, all right? Next slide. All right. And I will wipe them out. Do not bow down before their gods, little g, all right, Wor- or worship them or follow their practices, which were cultish. They were, they were cult practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. Worship the Lord Yahweh, your God, and his blessing will be on your food and your water. Now watch this. All right, next slide. I will take away your sickness. Come on, somebody. I from among you and none will miscarry. Come on, somebody. Or be barren in your land. Isn't that a great promise already in the name of Jesus? I will give you a full lifespan. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen. All right. I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make you all your enemies turn their backs and run. I love that. Next slide. I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites out of your way. But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you. 
All right, almost done, I promise you. Until you have increased enough to take possession of the land, I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the desert of the Euphrates River. I will give into your hands the people who live in that land and you will drive them out before you. Do not make a covenant with them or with their gods. There's another emphasis on that. Do not let them live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me because the worship of their gods will certainly be a snare to you. You may be seated this morning, all right? Let's go ahead and pray for the message. Father, we just thank you so much for your word, which is incredible, Lord. God, we're thankful for all that you do in our lives, Lord. God, we're grateful that when we're hanging on to your word, we know, God, that you are faithful. Even when we're unfaithful, you're faithful, Lord. God, that we can rely upon you. For some of us this morning, it's, it's been difficult to rely on people. Maybe people have let us down, but we know, God, that we can rely on you because you remain faithful, Lord. Even when the world is unfaithful, you're faithful. So, God, we pray that you build us up this morning. Speak right to our hearts and our lives. Encourage us, God where we're at this morning. We love you. Remove the distractions, God. We pray if an earthquake happens, we know we're going to be safe in this place, Lord, in the name of Jesus, because we're carried by your love, Lord. So we bless you. We're thankful for you and what you're about to do in this place. Everybody said amen. Awesome. Give the Lord another clap. All right, as we get into the word. I'm so excited to be here with you this morning. I got my sleep. I have the right mindset. I have the right attitude, all right? And I probably shouldn't have told you that if the earthquake happens because how many of y'all were scared a little bit the other day when that happened, all right? How many of you just slept through it? You didn't know what happened, all right? How many of you will actually sleep through a, hur- a, a hurricane or earthquake? Come on, come on, somebody, all right? All right, awesome, all right? Pretty cool, not for me, all right? I feel it all. I see it all, all right? In fact, I was studying on a Friday night when the second one happened. Uh, actually, me and my wife just moved, and when the first one happened, we bought a new TV. I said, wife, get under the table. I'm going for the TV. I put it down. Not my TV, baby. No way, all right? That's brand new. They go, I don't, I don't think they'll take it back, right? Sorry. Uh, you should have been better prepared, all right? It's, my, it's not mounted on the wall. It's sitting on a, a TV or entertainment center. So uh, we're so grateful that you're here. How many of you guys had a great 4th of July, by the way? Awesome, awesome, awesome. You can give, uh, give a clap for that. We love our nation. We celebrate our nation. And by the way, how many of you are like me and my wife where uh, we won't buy a firework. We're going to watch the neighbors blow up their money and be satisfied with that. Thank you for the firework show, neighbors. All right. I literally said that to my neighbor. Thank you for the free show. All right. And uh, we didn't spend no money. So it was awesome time. All right. We love that. All right. So, hey, I have a special word for you this morning. And uh, every day I try to spend time with God. And I'm just as human as ever, anyone else. All right. Sometimes I want to sleep in. Sometimes, uh, I'll be honest, I want to play Fortnite before I read my Bible. All right. Yes, I play Fortnite. Don't be shocked, all right? The world is playing Fortnite, just so you know, FYI, all right? I was born in a video game generation. Don't belittle me, all right? I'll come at you. No, I'm just kidding, all right? Uh, uh, I started with uh, Super Nintendo, I think, I believe, right? And the big old Game Boys in the 90s, all right? So uh, I try to spend some time with God every morning because like the song we sang earlier, I don't know about you, but I know that I need God. I know that in my life I, I struggle with things. Uh, sometimes I struggle with a bad mindset or a bad attitude or I could get down. But I know that I need God. So I spend time in his word to refresh me, to help me see beyond the physical realm. Come on, somebody, you out there, all right? So I've been spending some time in the book of Exodus. And I'm really amazed and marveled about what's taking, uh, 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 what's taking root right now with the Israelites. Let me describe a little bit of the context of what's going on. So uh, God. 
God calls Moses to emancipate two million Israelites from the land of slavery. And, and God decimates the most powerful nation on the earth, which is, which is Pharaoh, which is a semi-god, all right, or a demigod, if you will, and Egypt. Egypt was the most powerful nation, superpower of the time. And God showed them what was up, all right? He demolished them with ten plagues, all right? And he emancipated Israel. And what he did in the next few chapters in Exodus is he brings them to the mountain of Sinai. And what he does is he enters a covenant relationship with the Israelites and he gives them the commandments. He gives them the laws which they are to abide by. What God wants to do with Israel is he just doesn't want to just be another God. And you got to be you got to be reminded in this time, there are many gods in the ancient Near East. And what God was saying is, I'm not going to be another one of those things to you. I am the one true and only God. And what I desire is I want relationship with you. So I'm coming into covenant relationship, a promise for you. You are not meant for slaves. You are meant for freedom, an abundant life, an amazing life, a land flowing with milk and with honey. This is the God I am to you. Follow me. And I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know this morning for some of you in this church, God wants to enter a relationship with you. He wants to give you an abundant life. And this is not a religious game. This is not a religious dance. He wants you to know him as God, your father, the, the person that he's made from the beginning of time. Come on, somebody. He knew your name and he loves you and he wants to enter a relationship. How good is our God that he doesn't force himself on you? Come on, somebody. He does not force himself on you. In fact, uh, that's the opposite. The devil would do that, all right? He would terrorize you. Some of you are being terrorized right now, all right? And what God does is he stands gently at the door of your life and he knocks. He's not yelling at you. This is for someone this morning. He's peaceably asking you, I know the way for your life. In fact, I created you and I want to give you an amazing life. And if you follow me, it's going to get better and better and gooder and gooder. I'm going to take you places you've never seen. You're going to see miracles in my name. Come on, somebody. God wants to enter relationship with you. So that's exactly what he's doing in the book of Exodus. And simply this message is, uh, uh, I want to title it, I'm going to make it. Can you say that with me? Say, I'm going to make it. Say it again. I'm going to make it. Say, I'm on my way. I'm going to get there. I want to speak to some people this morning. Maybe you're a single mom and you're wondering, am I going to make it? You're raising your children or your child by yourself and you're wondering, am I going to make it? Maybe, maybe you're trying to make ends meet financially and you're just seeing the numbers and you're thinking, I'm going down. I God, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Maybe your marriage is struggling this morning and there's constant bickering and fighting and bad attitude going crazy and you're wondering, is my marriage going to make it? Maybe you're in a circumstance this morning and you've been a believer for years or you've been a believer for some time or, or a little bit of time and you're going through a situation. Maybe you're recovering right now and you're just wondering, God, am I going to make it in my faith? Come on, somebody. Am I gonna, do I have enough faith to make it? This message is for the person that is discouraged. This morning, this message is for someone who is going through it right now. I want to encourage you that you're going to make it in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. He's, when he's with you, going before you, you're going to make it. Come on, somebody who out there. And this context, what's going on is uh, God brings Moses to the mountain. 
And he's telling Moses how much he loves Israel, how much he has a plan for them, and he's entering a relationship uh, uh, with them. And I love what he says in this verse right here, the very first verse. He says, see, I'm sending an angel ahead of you. So basically, they're getting ready to get on their way to their promise is what's happening right now. God is come bringing them to the mountain, getting them ready to move along. Are you moving along in your life right now? Are you stuck right now because of your circumstances? Are you stuck in a relationship? Are you stuck in discouragement? God wants you to keep moving along, baby, because he has a promise waiting for you. Somebody out there this morning, all right? It says, see, I'm sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and pay attention to him, uh, or excuse me, I skipped, bring you to the place I have prepared for you. That's my first point this morning. I want to let you know that everything that our God does, everything that our God is a part of, breathes purpose and breathes intentions, breathes significance. And I want to let you know, just as God had prepared a place for Israel, so has your God prepared a place for you. Not just in all of eternity, for all eternal life, but right now for your lifespan and your life. God has prepared a place plan for you. Come on, somebody. Before the day your mommy carried you and your daddy carried you, uh, carried you and stared into your beautiful brown or blue green eyes, God had a plan for your life and said, I'm going to get you there as long as you follow me. Come on, somebody. My question to you this morning is, are you moving along? If he prepared a place for you and your life, are you moving along or are you stuck? I want to let you know that everything God does is, is significant and purposeful. I believe that God has a plan for your, life, for your life, and it says this in Jeremiah 29, 11, and we all know this, but I love how the message translation uh, says it. It says, I know what I'm doing. I love that right from the get-go. God is telling you, I know what I'm doing. Right now, you may not know what God is doing. You may not know what's going on. But let me tell you, your God knows what he's doing in your life. And you got to see beyond the circumstance. You're judging your destiny by what you're standing in right now. And God's saying, you got to get your head above the clouds, baby, because there's a lot more to see than what you're going through right now. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? Come on, somebody. All right. He says, I know what I'm doing. I love that about my God because I don't know about you, but half the time my wife can tell you, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes, all right? But God knows what he's doing. He always knows what he's doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Some of you face abandonment issues. You were abandoned by your mother or your father. You were abandoned by someone that you really love. Maybe you were married once and the person that you love and gave your heart to has abandoned you. But I want to declare over you, your God will never abandon you. Even when you're unfaithful, he won't abandon you. He will always be there for you. Come on, somebody. I will not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. When you call on me, somebody say call. When you call on me. Uh, uh, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, see, that's the kicker right there. You have to come looking for me, and w- you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and, uh, and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. So this point is, I want to make sure that you know that God has prepared a place for you. 
And I don't know about you, but a lot of times in my life, even in my ministry, I'm wondering, God, am I going to make it? It takes me back to a few years ago when we used to set up our church at Z Fencing. We started our church in a fencing studio. And I looked at mannequins. We had gym bags. And when we rented this facility, uh, I felt uh, (laughs) I was going through a lot of doubt, to be honest with you, walking out my purpose and entering my destiny. But uh, to be honest with you, the person that was leasing me this property, they wouldn't have the respect or responsibility to actually put back together their gym bags and hide it in a corner. In fact, they left their dirty socks out on the church floor where we set up. And I'm wondering, God, are you in this? Because it's really hard. And I don't remember you telling me that it was going to be this hard. Come on, somebody, you out there. Just because things are hard does not mean that you're not walking in your destiny. Come on, somebody, you out there? You, You listening to me on this? All right. God did not promise us easy peasy. All right? God did not promise us easy peasy. In fact, if you think about Jesus, Jesus didn't get lost and wander into the wilderness. It was the Holy Spirit that actually led him there into that difficult situation. I want to let you know that your God so cares about you. He will even lead you into difficult circumstances so that you can grow up in your faith. Be the person that he's called you to be. Grow the faith muscles so you can conquer the destiny that he has placed before you. Come on, somebody. That's how much your God cares for you. So I remember times at Z Fencing, maybe most of, can I get a, a show of hands? How many actually were there at Z Fencing? All right, some of you were there, and you know how hard it was. You saw, I was like, whoa, this is church okay. All right, someone has their hand still up <laughs> for emphasis. <laughs> Pastor Martin held his hand up for about three minutes. It felt like I was there. So we know how difficult it was. I, I remember thinking, you know, you, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. God, did you actually really say this? Did you, are you sure you, you were saying this? Because you didn't tell me this part, and you didn't, really, you didn't show me this, this part of how difficult it would be. I remember wanting to give up. I remember giving in to, to, to negativity. My poor wife, I'll be quite honest with you. I was negative, had a bad attitude. How can God do this? Are you serious, God? But I want to let you know this morning to not make decisions upon a bad attitude. Don't make decisions because of your fear. Whatever you're standing in, whether it's a financial issue, whether it's insecurity, whether you're going through it in your marriage, don't make decisions based upon fear. Come on, somebody. Don't make decisions based upon your insecurity, your low self-esteem. I want you to make decisions. God wants you to make decisions based upon your faith, not your predicament. Come on, somebody. What is God doing? So when we were in that circumstance at Z Fencing, oh, man, I want to give all the time. But I kept reasoning, I kept praying, and it was God who would never let me give up. And I'm so happy I did not. Come on, somebody, because I stand before you, and I see your beautiful smiles and your beautiful faces. And what God is doing in your life, it's incredible. And I know that I won't ever give up, all right? Failure is not final. So if you've ever failed, that's not final. You get back up, you keep on going in Jesus' name, all right? So I remember thinking, God, I'm not sure. And my wife would be like, brother, just get out of my face for a minute, all right? I'd be like, man, mannequins, and there was like 10, honestly, like 10 people. We set up chairs. It was kind of like pathetic sometimes, to be honest with you, all right? I was growing, but I remember always hearing God tell me, 
I see something larger than what you see, and I need you, Michael, to believe it. I need you, Michael, to have some faith. I need you to you exercise your faith muscles and not give in to your fear and not give in to your insecurity. Come on, somebody, or your low self-esteem. God is telling you that this morning. Keep moving. I'm going to do something in your life. Your marriage is not going to stay this way. Your life is not going to stay this way. It's just a circumstance. Keep trucking along. Come on, somebody, you out there, all right? Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plan. I have for you. The Bible is saying, I, God is saying, I know what I'm doing in your life. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't let the enemy uh, taunt you or put, uh, put fear in you. Make decisions based upon your faith. How about this? Don't make decisions based upon your emotions or your feelings. All right? I don't feel good today, so I'm not going to follow God this morning. Or I'm not going to follow God this year. All right? Don't give in to that. Give in to faith and what God wants to do. I love, I love this. You know, Israel was supposed to make camp temporarily. They never dwelled in a permanent location because their permanent destiny was actually the land of Canaan. Are you dwelling in a circumstance that you know God is calling you, saying, this is only temporary? Come on, somebody. Are you dwelling in something that God's saying, don't, get, don't, don't start getting comfy in this place. It's only about a year you're about to stay here. Six months you're about to be up in this job. And I'm going to move you along because this is, this is not, uh, this is not it. This is something to, this is a, this is a stepping stone to move you along to where I've called you. All right. Maybe it's not a physical place that you're dwelling in right now. Maybe you're dwelling in a bad mindset. You know what I'm talking about? You're, maybe you're dwelling in a bad attitude. How about this? Maybe you're dwelling in a broken heart. You're dwelling in bitterness. And God wants to remove that spirit from you because it, is, because it is blinding you from the inheritance that God has always prepared for you since the day you were born. Come on, somebody. Maybe it was a broken heart. All right. Maybe it was your wife or, or, or husband who walked out on you and the family. Maybe some, you, were, you were going after your dream and someone said, no, you're not good enough. All right. And now you're stuck in bitterness. I've been there in my life. I've had people in ministry actually tell me, you're not good enough and I don't think you're going to grow. All right. But I'm not listening to them. I'm listening to God. Come on, somebody. I'm moving beyond that. All right. I'm not going to stay stuck. And I'll be honest with you, there was a time where I was dwelling in that. I was hurt. I was broken. How could that person say that to me? They don't know me, right? You, when you start saying, you don't know me, all right? That's when you're bitter, all right? Come on, somebody. You don't know me. You know where I'm from, all right? I was bitter. I was hurt. And I loved Jesus. And as much as I wanted to move forward, I was dealing with that poison in my heart. And I needed to forgive that person and realize, you, bro, you're not, you don't have the keys to my life. Sorry. God has the keys to my life. And maybe you don't see what God is doing in my life, but I'll forgive you for that and give God the glory because I know what he's doing. I know that he sees what he's doing in my life. The Bible says he knows what he's doing. So I'm moving forward into my destiny and my calling, all right? So you got to move forward. Don't dwell in a permanent location, all right? There's, there, it, it is said there's three types of people. There are quitters, there are campers, and there are climbers. The question is, which one are you? Which one are you? Are you a quitter? Are you a camper? Are you a climber? All right, quitters are the people who constantly whine and complain and think negatively and are so discouraging and bitter. They don't want to move forward in their life. How about campers? Campers are people who are complacent, comfortable. They're plateauing in their life, maybe a little bit of lazy. They don't want to climb anymore. But the good news, in every camper, there's a climber, baby. Come on, somebody. In every camper, there is a climber, all right? And, and it's this, my role this morning to inspire you 
to keep on moving forward. How about a climber? A climber is someone who will not settle. A, a climber is someone who's decided that they're not going to quit, that they're going to push, that they decide in their heart they're going to move forward, that they're going to take challenges on, and they don't see challenges as a negative thing. They see it as an opportunity for growth. Come on, somebody. So I'm going to keep climbing along, baby. Come on, you out there? All right. Just like the great theologian Miley Cyrus said, keep on moving, keep on climbing, keep the faith, baby. It's all, it's all about the climb, all right? You got to keep on climbing. Are you a quitter? Are you a camper? Are you a climber? Your kids are wanting you to climb. Your family wants you to climb. Your pastor wants you to climb. In fact, your pastor wants you to climb with him. Because we're not, we're not camping out here. We're not quitting. Come on, some of you out there. We're moving along as individuals into the destiny that God has called us to. And not just in, as individuals, but as a church. We're moving as one body in Jesus' name forward into the destiny that God has called us. Are you out there, all right? So we're going to keep on climbing. And we're not going to see challenges as negative things. We're going to keep on growing. We're going to see them, see them as opportunities to grow, all right? I love what the Bible also says. He says this. There's actually four times in 13 verses, God actually says, I'm going ahead of you. Let me read them to you. It says, see, I'm sending an angel ahead of you. In verse 22, all right, sorry if the screen is everywhere, but I'm skipping along, all right. It says this in 23, my angel will go on ahead of you, all right. Verse 24, do not bow down before, or no, I lost it. All right, 27, I will send my terror Ahead of you, all right? Verse 29, but I will not drive them out, or no, 28, I will send the hornet ahead of you. When we used to study hermeneutics in Bible school, if there's something in a verse or, a, or several verses quite a few times, what do you think God is trying to say? He's trying to tell you something, isn't it? So if we see in the Bible that God is saying this four times in only 13 verses, I'm going ahead of you. What is God trying to tell us? I'm going ahead of you. I've already been there. In fact, I've already defeated them, if you will. All you need to do is just step into it because I'm going ahead of you. That's what God is saying. All right. I want to let you know this morning that that you, you have to take the pressure off you a little bit. To enter your destiny, the place that God has prepared for you, the the place that God wants you to be, he's already ahead of you. In fact, he's standing there in faith saying, daughter, I'm already here. Child of God, I'm already here. It's a wonderful place filled with milk and with honey, and I'm I'm tackling all the things that are already here. All you need to do is believe it and take a step in faith into it, and I will be there for you. I love it. If you remember the, the context of this time, all right? God had, there was an angel, a pillar of cloud leading them by day and a, a, a tower or a, a tornado of fire protecting their rear guard by night and leading them by night. I want to let you know that God is ahead of you. But let me tell you this, don't get ahead of God. Don't take matters into your own hands. Because if you get ahead of God, you're going to get lost. But if you're following God's lead, you will never be lost. What does getting ahead of God look like? It means like taking matters into your own hands. You know what I'm talking about. You've been there. You've done it. I've done it in my ministry. In fact, at times I feel like I'm holding God's hand uh, 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 and he's leading me. And there's times and decisions I've, I've made before. I'm like, God, that did not work out the way I hoped or the way I prayed or the way I planned. And God is telling me, because you got ahead of me. You took matters into your own, own hands. You need to be waiting on me, following my lead. Come on, somebody, all right? God wants you to follow his lead. You are not God, all right? Thank you, wife, for that little clap. That was amazing. If it comes from you, it is good, 
all right? My wife knows me too. I can get ahead of God. I get ambitious. I get excited. Let's do this team. Let's go. But is God leading you into it? Come on, somebody. Did God say that's the place or are you going to your own place? Come on, somebody. Are you being stubborn or is God leading you, all right? God wants you uh, to be ahead of you, all right? Uh, and by the way, talking about preparation, I want to say this too. I remember God has prepared a place for you. I remember about 10 years ago, as I was studying to be a minister uh, at Bible school, my precious Abuelita Maria, all right, she would tell me, and maybe she had uh, maybe more of a Catholic mindset, I don't know, or background, that's what she, she does have. She would always wor- worried, telling me this, uh, Michael, I love you. Uh, I want you to have a bright future, and I know that you're studying to be a minister, but how are you going to be cared for? How are you going to earn a living? You know, how, how are you going to take care of yourself? Why don't you be an engineer or a doctor or a scientist? I mean, you're going to be better off that way, right? But I would tell her in my faith, uh, Abuelita, I love you so much. All right, that means grandma, by the way. All right, I love you so much. But there's something inside of me calling me. I feel it in my bones. I know it in my spirit. If I'm the metal and God is the magnet, there's a gravitational pull, baby. I feel it. I know it. There's something in my heart of hearts that says it to be true. I didn't hear it audibly, but I hear it in my spirit. And God is leading me. And I can't tell you, Abuelita, how everything's going to be taken care of. But I know in my faith that God is going to care for me because he's prepared a life for me. And I believe it, and I'm going to step into it in his name. And you watch. He's going to take care of me. And I have to tell you, since then, I've graduated, all right, making the dean's list, uh, flying through like a breeze on my, on my exams for licensing to be a minister. All right, I met the woman of my dreams. All right, we're having a daughter on the way. We moved into our new home. God is preparing a place for me, and I'm walking into it simply. All right. And, and now she can't say nothing. All right, no, all right. no, no, honestly, my family, honestly, attest, they've seen, they've seen, wow, this person is walking out their faith completely abandoned to God. I want to declare over your life, and I get emotional because some of us feel lost at the moment, and you're wondering, God, are you with me? God, you said, me to, said for me to go to this place, and I'm, I'm in this place, and I'm working in this place. I'm with this person, but it ain't working out well. It's not going well. But God, where are you? I want to declare over you, God has prepared a place for you. Get your head above the clouds a little bit. Stop seeing the circumstance. See beyond the circumstance, amen? That's what champions do. They get themselves back up, and they keep on moving along. Somebody, you out there. And let me tell you, just because life is not easy, there's nothing in the Bible that actually ever promises us that life is going to be easy. That, if you, that is a common mistake that many believers, young believers and unbelievers make. That if I follow Jesus, my life is going to be easy peasy. All right? It's going to be mac and cheese all day, baby. All right? No, it's not. All right? It's not. It's not going to be easy. But the promise is... That God has overcome the world, sin, death, and darkness. And that if you follow him, he's ahead of you. And you're going to enter the land that he promised you. You're going to be the person that God has called you. You're going to reach destiny's doorstep on time with the right people, with the right experience. He will never leave you nor abandon you. And in fact, I love what it says here in this verse, little by little, all right? I have to go to that verse. In fact, if you have it up there, can you go to it? All right. It says this. Verse 29, but I will not drive them out in a single year. Check this out. Because the land would become desolate and the, the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little. Somebody say little by little. 
little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. I love this. God is so practical that he says, I'm not going to give them over to you in a single year, but little by little. In other words, God cares so deeply for them. He wants them to succeed in this land, and he's going to give it to them incrementally. There's something about experience that God wants. Believe me, I'm dreaming as a pastor to reach the whole San Gabriel Valley. But let me tell you, God is allowing me to do it. Guess how? Little by little, day by day, prayer by prayer, Sunday by Sunday. And there are times I'll let you know when I go home, I feel a little bit defeated. I think, God, am I on my way or is, is it just my mind or am I tired? Did I get enough sleep? All right. But God says, you're on your way. Don't judge what you're, where you're at right now by what I'm doing in your life. God is doing something in my life and in your life, and I'm on my way, baby. You're on your way. I love little by little, little by little, experience by experience, job by job, prayer by prayer. Right now, a lot of us in our generation, my generation, we're a YouTube generation, baby. Oh, yes, we are. Microwave and all. We think we're going to make it. And you know, that's a common mistake about our generation. We watch someone on YouTube and think, oh my gosh, they did it in one hour. (laughs) All right. They did it in one day. Let me tell you, that's a lie from the devil. That's a lie. And it's a lie in the world in itself and principally in the world. Nothing comes easy in life. Your dreams don't come easy in life. Following God is going to be one step at a time, one day at a time, one climb at a time. Come on, somebody. One prayer at a time. Your dreams and your pursuit, God cares for them. He prepared them. All right. Quitters, campers, climbers, which one are you? Don't quit this morning. Don't quit on your family. Don't quit on your dream. Don't quit on your goals. Don't quit on God. Keep pressing forward. And I want to let you know that there's a multitude of people here that are willing to press forward with you, to catch you when you fall, when you're tired, to throw you up on their shoulders and say, we're moving along, sister. We're moving along, brother. We ain't staying here. We're not camping in this plateau. We're climbing in Jesus' name, all right? In fact, I want to share this with you also. It's significant to understand this. Check this out in Numbers chapter 14. We don't have it on the screen. But one thing that the Israelites failed to do is God was bringing them out of Egypt, but it was hard for him to get Egypt out of them. All right? And one of the things that they struggled with was they did climb for a while, and they had amazing leaders to keep on trucking along, keep on moving along. But when challenges came their way, this is probably for you. When challenges came their way, look, look, what, look at their reactions. Watch this. All right. In this context, uh, Moses sends 12 spies into Canaan, all right, or the land of Israel for 40 days. Check this out in, in Exodus chapter 14. It says, that night, all the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud, all right? Because in the land, when they spied it out, they saw giants in the, in the land, and they said, we look like grasshoppers, all right? We look so little. Their vineyards were huge, all right? Their clusters of grape were huge. We can't handle these people, all right? Be careful when you say, I can't, I won't, I'm not able to, because that's what will, will happen if you make that in your speech, all right? It says, that night, all the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled, all right, against Moses and Aaron. And the whole assembly said to them, if we had only died in Egypt or in the desert, all right, why is the Lord bringing us into this land only to let us fall by the sword? Let me tell you something right now. You might be questioning God. God, why did you ask me to do this? God, why did you ask me to come here? 
It's too difficult. It's challenging. I don't even like these people. <laughs> I don't like that brother or sister, all right? You're, you're questioning God, but you got to understand that your God has prepared a place for you, and he sees beyond what you see, and you have to have trust and faith that he's leading you the right direction. These people could not see it. Now, check it out. It says this, all right? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back? Israel, you want to go back to your bonds? You want to go back to slavery? You want to go back to bondage? You want to go back to the attitude? You want to go back to that girlfriend or that boyfriend? You want to go back to hurt, to bitterness? God has a life of freedom for you. I don't want you to go back is what God is saying, all right? Uh, Keep going on. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Now, remember the context that we read earlier. I will not forgive your rebellion. Guess what they're doing right now? They are openly rebelling against God. They're not saying, God, I'm not sure, and they're moving along. They're saying, God, no, we're going back, all right? Because this is too difficult. That is open rebellion, all right? Then check out verse 5, what Moses does. Such a good man, such a good spirit leader. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down. And he didn't say, you know what, go back. I'm going on my way. He fell face down for them, all right, in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among them, had explored this land. And let me paraphrase it. Basically, Caleb and Joseph, uh, 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 Caleb and uh, uh, Joshua, excuse me, they actually rose up in their faith and said, it don't matter if they're giants. It don't matter if they're bigger bigger than us because we have God before us, because we have God around us. We're going to defeat them in Jesus' name. It don't matter the circumstance. God is for us, and we can, we can accomplish this. Why am I saying this? Because one of the biggest struggles that they had was unbelief. In fact, the New Testament would actually say it like this. They resisted. Somebody say resist. They resisted the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. You know what? I want you to be open to the Holy Spirit. And just because you're going through a difficult circumstance or a difficult challenge does not mean it's not God. Sometimes he's leading you that into that circumstance so you can grow up and grow stronger, so you can persevere. In fact, if you don't grow up in that, you may not reach your destiny until you pass that test in Jesus' name. You guys out there, all right? Uh, uh, I want to just encourage you to be a climber this morning, to not give up, to not give in, to keep moving forward. If you're, if you're waiting for healing, keep on waiting for God. Despite what the doctors are saying to you, you're you're not going to make it. They're not God. Come on, somebody. You need to have faith in Jesus name. All right. You need to keep moving forward. You're going to make it be on your way because God, your God goes before you and he's prepared a place for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to the Calling Church. Bring a friend. We will love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, the Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.